got a hold of the bird feeders and I was starting to turn to go into the house when something caught my eye. So I looked and I thought, no, I'm not seeing this. This can't be, I've not seen it. And I thought, what in the world? Finally, it dawned on me. It's the, it's a Bigfoot, it's a Bigfoot. Welcome to the Cryptic Creatures Podcast. I'm Brian, and with me as always is my co-host Todd. What's going on, buddy? Hey, man. It's uh, another good episode coming up. I'm excited about this one as I am always. How are you doing? I know, man. I am so ready for this one. This sounds like fun. We finally got something uh, other than Indiana this time. We, we moved over to yeah. uh, Illinois, yeah. a little bit west. so Right next door. Exactly. So um, we're going to bring Andrea on the show. She's had a lot of... Uh, experiences and some encounters her and her husband both and uh it's going to be a really good show so yeah with uh, a family yeah a family of these things so yeah so that'll be fun let's not waste any time let's just bring her on Heck no yeah let's get her on all right here we go andrea welcome to the show thanks for coming on hi uh thank you very much for having me on yeah we're very excited to hear your stories um i know we've been playing phone tag for a little while it's been yeah hard to coordinate but you're finally here and uh, we're excited to hear it yep for sure very excited to hear yeah so Andrea, very excited to be here you have a lot of things going on where you're at in your area and you've had some encounters and stuff so we're just going to go ahead and let you just start um with what you got to got to talk about so why don't you just go ahead and take us into okay. your situations okay well i just need to set it up a little bit out about our situation here uh my husband and I have uh, had this place. He uh, bought a lot from his mother-in-law before she died, his mother before she died, and we built a place on here. And uh, we had a dog, a really uh, protective dog. And so for the whole, her whole life, we, we had problems with her barking and everything, but we thought it was deer, you know. And she was very protective of this place and and the and Dan's mom's house, and she would just bark all night, just ferociously barking, and we couldn't figure out why. You know, she was like that. But she finally died, and that's when things started happening around here. I think she kept Bigfoot away from the house while she was alive, mm. and after she died, then we started having some incidents. Uh, the first couple incidents, we didn't even realize what it was, you know, because we weren't thinking Bigfoot, you know, mm -hmm. we didn't believe in Bigfoot. Um, I kind of was interested in, in it because I'm from California and uh, I'd heard about the Patty thing when I was a young lady uh, with, uh, with a family and everything, but I never followed up and I never really believed that Bigfoot existed. So when these things started happening and we found out for sure they were here, it was something else, let me tell you. Mm -hmm. And this is <laughs> we in Southern Illinois, afraid. right? This is Southern Illinois? Yeah, Southern okay. Illinois, yes. Okay. We were very afraid. You know, we didn't know. We'd heard horror stories about Bigfoot, and we didn't know what to expect. So I'll tell you about the two things that happened, interesting things, before we knew they were here. This was the... Uh, 
winter, fall and winter before we found out they were here. And what happened is I was washing my face one day, one night, getting ready to go to bed. And uh, my window was open. It was October, so it was nice weather still here in southern Illinois. And I heard a whistle like, you know, like someone's trying to get your attention. And I thought, what is that? You know, and then all of a sudden I heard this male, young male voice say, hello. <laughs> well, I just froze. You know, I thought the first thought was that we had a Tom peeper and that he was peeping in my windows. And I got mad. I was so mad. And I thought, how dare he? You know, so I thought, you know, I'm not going to give him the pleasure of knowing that he scared me. I just decided to ignore him. I just finished washing my face, turned the light out, and went to bed. Now, the door was open a crack, too, to let some air in. So when I got in the bed, I slowly got up, and I went to the door to listen. I wanted to catch him leaving with a flashlight or, you know, hearing him leave. But, you know, I never heard anything the whole time I stood there, which is about five minutes. I gave up finally and thought, well, I don't know how he did it, but he got out of here. And I slowed, I closed the door and I locked it and I went to bed. And I stayed up all night listening, you know, trying to hear anything. When you heard, the, heard when you heard the hello, did it sound like a human voice or did it sound different, deeper? Sounded just like a young man saying hello. Okay. <laughs> Whistled and huh. said hello. Huh. Um, and that's why I thought it was some neighbor, you know. But, you know, I, after I started thinking about it, after we found out they were here, Tom Peepers do not talk to their victims. No, not usually. <laughs> they want to get away so that they right. can come back again. Yeah, they're not going to let yeah. you know they're there for sure. That's the yeah. weird thing about that. Uh, I didn't think of that till we found the Bigfoot, and I thought of that night, you mm -hmm. know. But then I thought, that was him. I know it was him. <laughs> and so that that next morning after this happened, Dan and I went out in the backyard to see if we could find anything. And all we found was a, a hiding place behind some rose bushes, some wild rose bushes, where something had sat. You could see the worn place where something had sat or someone had sat. And not just one time. It looked like they'd been there quite a few times. It was all worn down there. Mm -hmm. And a little path was going down into the woods, you know, from it. But at the time, we weren't thinking Bigfoot, you know. Oh, yeah. The other, the other thing that happened before we knew they were here is we, we, have, we had chickens. And Dan built them a very nice, I call it the chicken palace. <laughs> it <was very laughs> nice. It had windows in it with hardware screens so the critters couldn't get in. It could be opened up and aired out in the summer, they could get good air and stuff, and closed in the winter for warmth. Well, he had two latches on that door, and the latches could only be opened with human hands. Dan made sure that uh, the latches were not something a coon could open or, mm -hmm. you know, a coyote or anything. So we felt pretty safe, right, with these chickens. And Dan would put them in at night, and he would count them every night, to make sure that he wasn't locking one of them out in the freezing cold, you know, mm -hmm. in the wintertime. And he would count them, and then he'd lock them all up, and, you know, we thought they were safe. Well, it was January, and one cold morning he comes in and he says, there's three chickens missing. 
I unlocked it and went in and counted them, and there was three chickens missing. And so then we started blaming the neighbors, you know, oh, you know, now we've got, not only do we have a Tom peeper, we have a thief. <laughs> Probably the same guy. That's what we're thinking, you know. But why three chickens, you know? Well, we stood on that because we couldn't go around just accusing anyone because we don't know. Well, about May came of that. Early May, I think it was. I go out on my deck to feed my birds. I have bird feeders, and I've done that for a long time. And uh, I looked up in this tree 20 feet off our, our deck, and here is this small weird looking little structure thing and i kept looking at that and i thought oh what how did that happen so i had my husband dan look at it and he said oh that's just natural okay well a couple of days went by but i kept looking at it it didn't fall out of the tree it was like you know really good up in there and so i asked him to look at it again well he got mad at me he says you're, I'm going out in the woods with a camera. And so he took off with the camera, the video camera. He went out in the woods. He's gone for a couple hours. And I thought, oh, something's wrong, you know. Well, he finally came in. And I asked him, I said, did you get anything on the camera? And the look on his face was priceless. And he said, yeah. <laughs> I got, some, we found some, we, we have some structures. Oh. Uh, it was, it was just, I can't tell you how we felt while we looked at those structures and knowing that they were coming to our house, possibly. Is that when you realized that these were Bigfoot? Yeah. Yeah. That was it. That was it. Hmm. And so we went out in the yard again and we found some little things out there. We found that we looked at the place where they, he sat again behind the rose bushes. And then everything came back to me about th that situation and that's when we knew that it was most likely the Bigfoot that had sat there and had said hello to me. Now, I know that sounds fantastical, <laughs> but the other things I'll tell you will kind of back it up. Okay. Did you ever see any footprints while you guys were looking around there, the rose bushes or anything? Nothing clear. I mean, we've seen indentations. We have really heavy clay soil here and woods where, you know, it's kind of woodsy. So there's stuff all leaves and sticks and everything on the ground so it's very hard i mean you can't even see men's footprints up here you know mm -hmm. in the forest it's okay. really hard so go ahead we and uh, find it in the woods go ahead and keep going with your situations what you guys are running into and what's going on then okay well after we uh found the video uh, after we saw the video of the big structures we were kind of worried because we heard by this time we heard stories about the Bigfoot, you know, doing all kinds of bad things and, you know, kind of ruining your life, you might say, with the thing, their antics. So we we didn't know what we were going to do. And we talked about it. And I mean, we were kind of afraid, as I'm sure you realize. Mm -hmm. would be. Yeah. Coming to our house, you know, walking around in our yard, maybe looking in our windows. Well, we were creeped out. And so we we thought on it a couple of days and Dan and I decided, well, they, they, they've been here for a long time, we think, because some of the things that his family went through here and they didn't know what it was, but some things had happened. Uh, I'll get into them sometime, but okay. so we thought, well, they've been here an awful long time. They haven't hurt anybody. We've slept with our windows and doors open. The only thing that ever happened was the three chickens disappeared. 
you know. Uh, so we thought, well, let's just ignore them. That's what we decided to do, just ignore them. But we did put a microphone uh, with an FM transmitter mm -hmm. on it, and we put it in our back window where they were coming because we wanted to know what they were doing back in the back, in the yard. Sure. Mm -hmm. And we hooked it up to our little FM radios, and it worked like a charm with earphones. And we would lay there and listen to them at night after we went to bed. What would you hear? Well, we the first thing, when we knew they were coming because the first thing we, we would hear would be these 600-pound owl hoots, you know. <laughs> and then when they got closer to the house, our neighbor's dogs would start barking like crazy, like something really bad was coming. I've heard of those then, owl hoots, um, them making the owl noises. People describe them trying to imitate owls, but yeah. you can totally tell it's not an owl. It's someone trying to imitate an owl and they don't do like the best job of it or something like that. No. And they don't really try because they know no one's going to pay attention mm. to it. You know, they're just, it's, it sounds just like a 600 pound owl <laughs> and it doesn't have the fancy flourishes that a real owl does, you know, it's just a, uh, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Sounds just like a man mm -hmm. saying uh, owl sound. Well, that would happen. And then they know they were getting pretty close and pretty soon we could hear whistles. When they got up to the yard, they'd start whistling and we, they do not walk silently through the woods guys. We could hear them in the leaves, their footsteps, heavy footsteps coming through the leaves and breaking the sticks, you know, they were walking through uh -huh. the woods and just like a man, you can hear them. Uh -huh. Now, maybe sometimes they can be quiet. I don't know, but we heard them coming every time one would come up and then we'd hear some whistling and then pretty soon another one would come. It seems like there were always two, uh -huh. at least two that would come. And they would just stand, I think they stood or sometimes they sat and they'd be here for quite a while, sometimes hours. And we'd hear them out there, uh, you know, moving around. Sometimes one would get up and walk away after an hour or two of them being here. And maybe they'd come back, maybe they wouldn't. And we'd hear things like breathing, uh, grunting. <laughs> Sometimes some, excuse my language, farting going on. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, just, yeah, just belching, uh, just sounds that, you know. Did you guys ever record any of this stuff? We, d we did record, we did record a few hours and we did happen to get, <clears throat> we do have the recording of a voice, a male Sasquatch voice. Okay. And this happened when uh, I have some plastic bird feeders and the coons were always tearing them down. We live on the side of a gully, by the way. Our house sits upon blocks and then there's a big gully that goes down. And this is where they would stay mainly is down in the gully. Mm -hmm. And uh, one time the coons dragged this plastic bird feeder down into the gully with all the seeds in it. And. I just never, it, it cracked a little bit and I'd never picked it up, you know, because it's steep down there and I didn't walk down there. I don't go down there at all. 
Sometimes I'll go down there when Dan's with me. But anyways, this thing was laying down in there under the leaves and the guard, the stuff down there. And one night we have the recording of, we heard this on the recording, you hear this loud snap. And then you hear this someone saying, whoo. And then you hear after that, this big, deep voice saying, Tomas. Tomas? Tomas. Okay. Or Domas. Okay. Tomas, Domas, something like that. Okay. Okay. Uh, and the voice was, I mean, you could, it's very deep, a very deep voice. And a man would be unusual, even a big man to have this deep of a voice. I imagine mm. it's possible, but we were stunned when we heard this. And uh, Dan went down there and found the bird feeder cracked. And he said that was the only thing that he could have stepped on down there. He searched very well. And there was, that was the only thing that was cracked even more than it had been when it was broken by the coons. So we figured that's what he stepped on. And then he went, ooh, because mm -hmm. <laughs> it's startling. And then the big, big Sasquatch said, Tomas. And we think it was a scold. Mm -hmm. You know, you're making too much noise. Right. Stop it. <laughs> that kind of scold, you know. Mm -hmm. And so we do have a recording of that for everyone to hear. Uh, yeah, if you could play it for us, I'd, that'd be awesome. I don't know if you have I it ready or not. I don't know how to play it. It's okay. on Dan's uh, okay. YouTube site. He put it up there. What's the site? Oh, well, I can tell you how to get it. Yeah, what's I the... don't have a link to it or anything. Okay. Do you know what the site is, what, where, where we would go to check it out? Yeah, it's uh, my husband decided to put some of He's made some videos and worked very hard to do it. Mm -hmm. It's called Shawnee Sasquatch. Okay. Like the Shawnee Forest. Uh-huh. S-H-A-W-N-E-E. -E. Shawnee Sasquatch. Shawnee Sasquatch. Okay. We'll be sure yeah. to check them out. And the audio's on there. It says audio only. That's the okay. audio. Yeah. We'll and be sure. Awesome. We'll He's worked so out. hard showing the tree structures and other things that have happened around here. And I'm sure the listeners hearing this episode will check it out as well. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. Definitely. Yeah. You know, we don't have the excitement that some of the uh, people have with the uh, <laughs> violent, aggressive Bigfoot, but you know. That's probably a good thing, right? Each situation yeah. is different, you know. Yep. So tell us about um, an encounter that you guys had. Well, I'll tell you about uh, Dan's first sighting. Okay. Okay. When he first saw. Now, we figured out that the one that is interacting with us is a young, kind of a teenager type Sasquatch, okay, because of some of the things he's done. And you just get the feeling for it after you've been around it for a while, you know. I know he's a male. I'm pretty sure he's a male. And he, he likes cars, okay? Oh, yeah. This little guy likes cars. We call him the young guy, uh, Tomas. We call him Tomas because I named him Tomas after that recording when his dad said Tomas. Okay. I figured it was his name, right? right? So I don't know if uh -huh. it was or not, but I named him Tomas. All right. Well, anyway, one night uh, they would never come up to the house unless we got in bed. They knew when we went to bed. They knew we were in bed. They'd wait a few minutes to make sure, you know, if we didn't get up and go somewhere else and do something, go back to bed. They don't want to be, they don't want anyone to see them. They don't want anyone to know they're there, mostly. But anyway, he he uh, decided he wanted, uh, how it happened is my 
we heard some weird sounds outside and Dan got up to check. It was over coming from our neighbor's house and it was kind of strange sounds. He got up and we have a, a spare bedroom where I grow orchids and the window shades are up day and night. We just close the door. Mm -hmm. So that way I don't have to keep changing the shades day, you know, every day. Yeah. So he snuck in, he didn't turn any lights on. He snuck in and he looked out the window that was open to see what the neighbor was doing. Well, he saw two men out. They had the hood of the car up and they were working on the car, you know, banging and thunking on it. I think it was probably the battery cable or something they were doing to the battery. And uh, Dan caught sight of something in our yard, a figure behind our hydrangea bush. He could see it from the light coming from our neighbor's house. It was kind of silhouetting this figure. All the leaves were off the trees because it was late. I think it was like in November or something like that. There was no leaves, so he could see through this bush the figure of this person, he said, crouching behind the hydrangea. And he'd peek out every once in a while and peek over the bush. And he's kind of going back and forth in front of the bush and looking out one side and then looking out the other. And Dan was so confused because he thought it was our neighbor that was peering out from the bushes. And he couldn't figure out. Why would our neighbor be peering in our yard, looking around the bush at someone working on his car? Mm -hmm. He couldn't figure that out. His mind was just blown. And it kept on for a few minutes. And finally, the men shut the hood of the car and started walking to the house. And when he did, when they did that, the figure stood all the way up. And then Dan got a very good view of the silhouette he said a big head, a bearded head, and a barrel chest. And that's why he thought it was our neighbor, because our neighbor is 6'5", and he's a big guy. He weighs almost 400 pounds. Mm -hmm. So when Dan saw this figure standing up, it just stood up, and he said it didn't run. It just walked into the forest behind our house. Weird. Wow. Yeah, you know, and it's dark down there. It's a hillside. Yeah, nobody, I mean, no human's going to do that. No. no, I mean, you know, or watch yeah, people spy on people working on a car. No flashlight, no light, no nothing. Mm -hmm. And Dan said it just, he said it hit him like a brick. That hmm. is, that is Tomas, the Sasquatch. Okay. Because he loves cars. This young guy loves cars. And the reason we know that is he likes to go out to our car and he puts handprints on it, fingerprints. You can tell he's looking in the car, you know. He's, okay. He's looking like this with his hands all over the window. And we have some really interesting fingerprints, guys. You ought, you ought do you to have see pictures it. of that? Yeah, like yes, that. we do. Is that on the it, YouTube it's channel? It's on the site, too. Okay, great. Great. I can't remember what it's called, but it's okay. something about fingerprints. We'll check them all. Yeah, the fingerprints it. are very unusual. They're all, they have whirls like a human almost, only they're not quite as whirly as ours. But on the ends of their fingers are these what I call little tubercles. They're little raised spots on the ends of their fingers. Now, we don't know if they're little gripper pads or if they're little oil glands. We're looking to oil glands because when they do the stuff on the windows, the, the windows are oily on our mm. windows when they are putting the prints on. Mm. You can't wash those things off. Huh. Dan tried to wash those fingerprints off. 
several times and he couldn't get them all off because of the nature of the huh. thing. That's interesting. But mm -hmm. those little gland things are so interesting on the tips of their fingers. Yeah, and we have a friend that, that a friend in Ohio. Well, she's a Bigfoot lady, and she has them. And she says she's found the same fingerprints with the little tubercles on them. I so saw something. I think I saw something on uh, social media about that too. Um, within the little swirl, there's actually little hole like cup looking things or whatever. Mm -hmm. Someone showed a picture of that. I've seen that before, yeah. or maybe you posted it. I don't know. Maybe I read it on well, something you posted. Well, there's the other lady that's posted it too. Okay. She's got even a be better picture of it than I than mm -hmm. we do, but ours is pretty good. You can see them on there, which is you know something very interesting to me. Sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's and interesting that, that you can't. So yeah, that you can't so clean greasy. it off. That's what's interesting too. We couldn't clean it. We he tried everything. It just had to wear away. We tried car cleaner. Hmm. Uh, we tried uh, wow. vinegar. We tried all kinds of things, window cleaner, and they just had to wear off. And that's what happened. They gradually wore off. Have you guys uh, thought about putting some cameras out? Well, that's a whole other story. Okay. <laughs> we had a security camera. And when we decided that we were going to just make peace with them and not try to chase them away, we weren't going to shine lights on them or take a gun out there and shoot shoot at them or anything we were just going to let things go on as they always had mm -hmm. we were just going to live our lives and let them do their thing because uh, they had never interfered with our lives before so and we decided that if we could learn anything from them we were going to try okay so we had the security camera up but because we had heard that they're shy about cameras they don't like cameras. We decided we un we would unplug it just so they would would feel more secure. The plug was just hanging there. They could see it wasn't on. Okay. Well, we just ignored it. We didn't pay any attention to it. It's on the corner of the house, on the side of the house. And so a few months later, Dan happened to uh, be over there, and he saw that the connectors, you know, the two connectors that huh. connect the camera. Mm -hmm. The connector parts were had been bitten off, <laughs> bitten off, not cut off. It wasn't a clean How? knife cut. It was grooved cutting of these connectors off. How tall up or high? How high up was this camera? It's about eight feet up, and the connectors were a little lower than that, I think. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they'd been bitten off, and it couldn't have been a dog. Or no. a raccoon or anything. No. And why would they do that anyway? Right. Now, we looked for the connectors on the ground underneath there. They were gone. And one day, Dan, I think it was a few months after that, was down in the woods. And he found one of the connectors laying down in the back woods, back of our house. <laughs> so that's how we know that these creatures, one of them did that. How many do you think there are roaming around your woods there? Well, we knew we had the one, the one that contacts us. We call him Tomas. Then after the father on that recording scolded him and calling him Tomas, we knew we had, we had a young one, a teenager one, and a father. Well, one day Dan went out mushroom hunting. He didn't even take the camera out that day. He was just wanting to mushroom 
and he was out. We we found a place where we think they stay. You know, it's a it's a on a hill, and it's got logs piled up all around the rim of that hill, like a fortress. I call it the fortress. Well, he he said he thinks they stay up there. Dan did. So, anyways, he was up there, not too far from that place, and all of a sudden he heard uh, like a newborn crying. You know that little newborn sound they make. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then a few seconds later, he said he heard like a toddler whining, you know, whining, you know, like they do the, the toddlers. And he, he said he just stood there. He didn't know what to think, you know, what, what's babies doing out here? You know, are there forest people out here? You know, like people are homeless and they go camp in the woods. He didn't know. Then all of a sudden he heard a whistle from the area where the whining and the crying came from. And then he heard another whistle on the left of him and another whistle on the right of him. He said the minute he heard the whistles, he knew what, it, what who it was. And he said he just took his bag of mushrooms and said, okay, I'm, I'm leaving. He just turned around and walked out of there because he knew they didn't want him up there. It's almost like when they whistle, it's their code to say, hey, uh, we're around humans or there's humans in the area or something like that, you know? Yeah. yeah, they whistled to each other, and I think they were letting Dan know that not to come any further. Mm-hmm. Um, see, because this is a family property, we think the parents of these babies have been raised with Dan, or maybe their children were raised with, you know, mm-hmm. they might have been raised with Dan, maybe younger than Dan. I don't know. Dan's in his 60s, but <clears throat> this is these, this is a family. So it could have been, you know, the child of someone that had been raised with Dan, with Bigfoot. Because they were here <clears throat> when Dan was a kid. So we, we we think that they warned him to get out of there. And he left. And, you know, it's just all about respect. So they've known him. Know. They've known him all of his life, probably. They or have. watched him all of his life. And his parents knew, knew them, too. And, like, we've been hmm. here for... At the time, we'd been here on this property for 18 years. So the young guy, who was a teenager, was raised with us. Yeah. They've watched us probably since they were little, you know, mm-hmm. with their parents. Mm-hmm. So they knew us, and they respected us. And I love animals, and I, I have always fed the birds, fed the raccoons, <laughs> fed the possums, you know. Just, I love animals. Mm-hmm. Um, have you guys had any... Have you guys had any more visuals then since that? I saw one. Okay. Once. Why don't you tell us? Yeah, after Dan saw him, I was jealous, sort of. I wanted to see him really bad. So I, meanwhile, when they started coming after a few weeks, uh, I started going to the door and talking to them when I knew they were on the edge of the property. I would talk to them and say, you're welcome here. We are friends. Um, as long as you don't hurt us or hurt anything on our property, you're welcome here. You can come here and you can feel safe. Well, I know that sounds cuckoo, but I think they under, after that one spoke English to me and said, hello, I figured, okay, maybe they understand. Mm -hmm. So I started talking to them through the window, through the door, you know, where, and after doing that a few weeks, um, they Still came. It wasn't like they were afraid. And then one night I I talked to them and I gone to, I was laying there and just about asleep and I heard a tap 
on the wall right by my headboard. Just at one tap, tap. And I laid there and I thought, well, that's weird. What is that? Is it, it's not a woodpecker, I don't think. It was in the middle of the night. So I heard it again, just one tap. And I thought, oh, maybe it's a Bigfoot. So I went on my headboard, which is a wooden headboard. I went tap, tap. <laughs> You're going to think I'm crazy now. And that's we got in the habit of doing that. He tapped when he came, wanted to come up close to the house. He tapped once, and I'd tap back twice. Yeah, I know you're here. And then he, what he'd do is he'd go up between our, our house and garage. Uh, there's, a, it's, it's a, there's an area about eight feet wide in there, and Dan would put some of his stuff up in there. He had a gate on the front, a locked gate. So it was kind of a trap in there. You know, if he went up in there, if anyone came out and went to, the, to that back opening there, they would have him trapped in there. Mm -hmm. so I think that's one of the reasons he was letting me know that he was up there I wouldn't he knew I wouldn't get out of bed and go to the door or come out that was his saying that I'm here don't come out mm -hmm. so anyway um that happened that that occurred for a few months and I was talking to them and everything and when Dan had seen him look looking at the car I wanted to see him so bad so I started asking him Please let me see you. Please, please let me see you one time. I'll be happy if you just let me see you one time. <laughs> and I asked that for months, guys, mm -hmm. months and nothing. I asked him to say hello to me. And one night I asked him to say hello. And as I turned to go in the house, I heard just this one long flute sound, just like a flute. You know, real soft and beautiful, just like a flute. And I know that was his way of saying, you know, I'm not going to say hello, but I will do this. Mm -hmm. I'll respond. Okay. He's responding somehow to you. He was responding yeah. to me. Yeah. And that's what I thought was so wonderful is at least he responded to what I was asking. Yeah. Well, I kept asking for, for to see him. And I think it must have been a year or more that I asked. And one night I, it was Jan, it was like, in, Oh, it was February, right? Right around my birthday, which is in February. And it was colder than I, Oh, it was bitter cold. And I forgot to bring my bird feeders in. Cause if I don't bring them in at night, the, the critters get them. And like I said, you know, the coons tear them down and ruin them. <clears throat> so I would go out and bring them in. Well, I'd forgotten to do it. It was pretty late and it was real dark. And cold and I went out there just in my flannel nightgown and uh, I started getting the bird feeders and I got a, got a hold of the bird feeders and I was starting to turn to go into the house when something caught my eye and I looked down in the only space that I could see through the woods he was laying on his stomach and in kind of a with his arms holding up at the top of his body kind of like a woman's push-up mm -hmm. in that in that position. <laughs> yeah. So I looked and I thought, no, I'm not seeing this. This can't be. I'm not seeing it. But I saw his eyes. His, he would blink his eyes occasionally. And I saw that his, big eyes, big dark eyes. And, you know, I couldn't see him, the facial too much because of the lighting. I could see it good enough to see him. I could see his color. I could see, you know, pretty good, most of the stuff. 
but his eyes, I could see them looking at me and blinking. He had his hair, it looked like he'd taken his hands when it was wet, his hair was wet, and just went like this, straight up, and there were spikes <laughs> on the top of his head, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, you don't think of a Bigfoot as being <laughs> so funny looking, mm -hmm. but it was very endearing. I really liked it, but it was like that. When you first saw him, what was your initial reaction? Were you terrified or, or no, excited? I knew it was him because I'd been asking to see him. And, you know, I, I always thought that he took the most unthreatening un way to let me see him, didn't he? Laying yeah. down. Mm -hmm. He was about, oh, I'd say 30 feet away. And it was the only opening that I could see, see him through the forest that far away. He even fixed his hair for you. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think he, he knew that it wouldn't frighten me. Now, I couldn't tell how tall he was, but my husband said what he saw was like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, somewhere in there. Did you notice yeah. what color his uh, hair was? Oh, yeah, I did. And that's, to me, this is what's the most unbelievable thing, guys. He was a reddish blonde. Okay. And I say that, and people go, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> but that's the color he was. He I've was heard of albino Bigfoot before. I, I've heard of red. I've heard of black, red. I, yeah, I yeah. I would definitely. Yeah. different kinds. And all I could think of was, how does he hide? That's, you know, when I saw his color, that's the first thing I thought. How does he hide? But if he was laying in dry grass, you'd never see him. Oh, well, yeah. Huh. I guess he'd blend right into dry grass, yeah. Yeah. Now I I heard of white ones, gray ones, you know. So I knew that it has to be possible, and that's he, that's the color he was. How long were you looking at him? Then what happened? Did he get up and just take off, or did you? No, he just sat there blinking at me. He didn't make a move. I I really got a good look at him. He was laying down, of course, so I couldn't see how tall, but his his upper body was very well. He looked like a well conditioned athlete. Mm -hmm. He wasn't real bulky. His muscles were big, but it just looked more like a well-conditioned athlete. Now, he was just a teenager, you know, so he probably developed more as he got older, you oh, know. I'm sure. But, yeah. So His hair on his body was about three inches long, and the hair on top of his head was like maybe six or seven inches, mm -hmm. the way it spiked up. I couldn't tell whether he had the domed hair, the domed head. I don't know. I could see. But it just looked like a well-shaped man's face. The only difference I could see, he had a forehead, too. The hair didn't grow all the way down to his brow, like I've seen some say. Mm -hmm. But he had a forehead, which the hair was just spiking up from. It wasn't a real high forehead. No, I don't have a high forehead either. <laughs> But anyway, his eyes were big and far apart. His nose, it was a hooded nose, but it was kind of wide at the nostrils. But it was a well-formed nose. I mean, I've seen humans have a nose like this. Mm -hmm. And then his mouth, I could see his mouth. He had a mustache. And here's what's funny. It looked like his mustache was trimmed. He kept his mustache really? out of his mouth. Now, how he did that, I don't know, but they they use tools, I think, to do things with, I'm sure. Maybe. He had a nice beard that kind of went down onto his chest. 
and his head was back, you know, held up and back uh, so he could see me good. Was his mouth open? Did you see his teeth or how big was his no, mouth? No, his mouth. I never saw his teeth. I mm -hmm. wished I had. But he never opened his mouth. But his mouth was not that wide slash that you see a lot of times. It was more just a nice shaped man's mouth, you know. It wasn't mm -hmm. rosebud by any any means, but right. it was just a very nice shaped mouth. And he, of course, I couldn't see his chin for the beard. Gotcha. But he looked, I mean, just almost like a human. So how did the human. how did the encounter end? Did you just go well, away? Well, I, I just he... started shivering and shaking because I was in my flannel nightgown. And it was so cold, but I couldn't stand to leave it. I mean, I was getting, <laughs> I was getting hypothermia. I'm, it must have been, I'd say, about three minutes that I just finally, I just said, "Oh, I've got to go in, or I'm just going to freeze here." So I said good night to him, and I told him thank you for letting me see him. And I turned around and go and went to the door. And then I thought, "What are you doing, girl? You mean this is you're seeing a Bigfoot?" Mm -hmm. So I turned around and went back just to look. He was still there. He was probably waiting till I went in. He was still laying on the ground like that. And I told him once again, goodbye. And he blinked his eyes. He never said anything, never opened his mouth. And so I finally had to go in to get warm. And But I did go back out after I got warmed up. And of course he was gone. But that was my sighting. Have you guys still had um, in situations and, and things going on there since since that? Are you still to, to this day still... Yeah, they they're still they're still coming but you know i think what's happened is i got real sick i what well, first thing happened is i broke my shoulder and th that kind of could put the kibosh on my you know because i was in bed i couldn't hardly move without the help of my husband i i had a really bad shoulder break and it was so painful and there were nights i'd wake up and i just start moaning and groaning, you know, from the pain of it all until I get me a pain pill. And I would hear him leaving when I would get up. And I didn't think anything about it, but I'm just wondering if maybe the pain that I was showing uh, kind of, you know, maybe they thought maybe we better cool it on, cool it on this, you know, because then the, then things started settling down. I mean, they would come, but I would not get all that. He'd come and tap every once in a while, but he would not do the things he used to do. And other things were happening too. We had people move into his mom's abandoned. Her house was empty for well, years and they would hang out over there. But when these people moved in, then they, that kind of put the stop to that a little bit. And, but they would still come Late at night, they would still come, you know, and he'd still tap every once in a while, but it kind of slowed down. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, he started growing up, I think. He was a teenager, right. and so things kind of slowly, you know, stopped happening so much, but still a few things would happen. Do you think they but migrate they through that area? Um, it's a migration thing with these with these things? They don't. These don't. I can't say for all of them, but these did not migrate. They came in the wintertime when the weather but they, was... But they were there a certain time of year, but then they weren't there certain times of the year is what I meant. No, they were here all year. Okay. I think they hunker down somewhere. They have a place where they go in for the winter. and But these, now I, I'm not saying that all of them, some of them might migrate. I don't know. I can just say that these did not. 
Are you, they uh, had a place close enough that they came here occasionally during the winter when the weather was, you know, not real bad. Are there cave systems around where you're at? Oh, yeah. Lots of caves. Lots of caves. And they're they're so smart, they're not past digging a hole on a bank somewhere. I'm sure they're using those cave systems, too. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. they do, yeah. Especially but the they have somewhere they hunker down, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So, Andrea, what's your theory on Bigfoot? Do you think these things are just flesh and blood? Do you think they're from another world? What do you think about these things? Have they been there here a long time uh, before us? What's your What's your philosophy on this? Well, you know, some of the experiences I've had, um, they're more human. I, I should tell you, is that been, how how long has it been? I should tell you a really something that happened that's really important sure. to me. Go ahead. And then I'll tell you what I think they might be. Okay. Okay. But, uh, you know, weeks into this thing, when we were getting pretty used to each other, it was just kind of old hat. We knew they were coming, you know, they'd come and we'd hear them messing around out there. He'd go and play with Dan's equipment, lawnmower and stuff up between the house and the garage. And I mean, it just was, you know, real friendly and I could go talk to them. I even went out on the deck to talk to them. I was so sure that, they they were you know they weren't going to hurt me but after after that happened those things happened i got kind of i wasn't we didn't start in as researchers we were just experiencers you know it just happened to us but we along in there somewhere i got to thinking well what if you know what if i do this what would they do so what i decided to do and this is stupid guys and i advise advise anyone that wants to have a relationship with them do not do this. I decided I'm going to see what happens if they, if if I don't talk to them or pay any attention to them for a while, just to see what their reaction will be. I was just thinking it would probably be nothing, you know. Well, I was wrong because I ignored them for about a week, and he'd come up and tap, and I wouldn't tap back to him. And that happened for about a week, I guess. And then one night, I was sleeping. In fact, it was early in the morning, just before dawn. I was awakened by this sound I hope no one ever is awakened by ever again. It was a roar that I just sat straight up. It was so loud, I could feel it vibrating my face and my chest. It was just that kind of a... You've seen an elephant vibrating, you know, how if you were in person, you can feel the elephant when they make that vibrating sound, that low sound. That was like that, only strong. And I thought, what in the world? Finally, it dawned on me. It's the it's a Bigfoot. It's a Bigfoot. So I was sitting up in bed. I just sat straight up and I would, couldn't open my eyes at that time because I'm thinking I have a big glass sliding doors, you know. And so goes off to the deck. And I was thinking, if I open my eyes and he's standing at my door, I will absolutely die. <laughs> so I kept my eyes closed and I just kept saying, don't scream, don't run, just stay here. He'll go away in a little while. So that's what I did. I was just sitting there. And I know it wasn't very long. It's probably only a few seconds, but um, it seemed like forever. I've heard that roar. It stopped. Yeah, I've heard that roar will rumble through people's bodies um definitely it does it does definitely not comparable to anything else out there that people know of for sure i don't know 
what else to do? Yeah, not in this guy it is. But anyway, so I sat there for a few seconds with my eyes shut and I didn't hear anything. And I'm thinking, he didn't leave, he didn't leave. So I didn't open my eyes. And finally, after a few seconds of sitting there with my eyes shut, I heard him walking away. Now, I didn't have my earphones on. It was early in the morning and I usually take them off before I go to sleep. So I was hearing this with my natural ears and it was real quiet. So it was possible, you know, that I could hear him rustling the leaves. I heard him slowly walking away. And as I heard his footsteps still, you know, just going away, I opened my eyes and I still heard it, the footsteps. And that's how I now know that it wasn't just a nightmare. Yeah, they were because, you know, you would have thought, oh, maybe I just had a nightmare. They were probably getting but angry that you uh, that you hadn't communicated with them for a while or wondered where you were at or were, were maybe concerned that you weren't there anymore. I think he was hurt. I think it hurt his feelings. And when I think back to that sound, it was a loud sound, but it was more like a mournful. It wasn't an angry sound. It was more, you know, like, oh, you know, kind of, I don't know. It's hard. To, you'd have to hear it. So, but I knew what, I knew what it was and I knew why he did it. I knew huh. sitting right there listening to him walking away. I thought I did this myself and can I fix it? Is it repairable now or will he just go away and I'll never, I'll never see him again. You know, mm -hmm. that's what I was thinking. But that night I thought, but he can't be doing that. You know, he can't be making those noises like that at night. So I, I went out that night on the deck, and when I heard him coming up, you know, I went out there and I told him, I said, please do not make, <laughs> I know this sounds stupid, please do not make loud noises around the house here when we are sleeping. It scares us. I just let him know, you know, that no matter what, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. I'm old. I'm 77. I'm, I could have a heart attack, you know, something <laughs> like that. But anyways, uh, he, I didn't hear anything, and they weren't there for a couple of nights after that, night or two after that. So, what is your theory on on these things? Then, what do you think? What do you think about these things in general? What's your thoughts? I think they're human. Do you think they're like a caveman type creature, uh, or, or you think they're? I do not. I I just don't know. But they have such human like that. What he did there, showing that. He was hurt and let me know that he was hurt. They have feelings and other things they've done too. They have feelings and emotions just like us. So I don't think so there's think some kind just, of an animal. You think maybe they just took another branch of evolution and mm -hmm. went a different That's direction? What I think. Maybe not evolution. Maybe they just were outcasts for some reason. Now, you know, the hairiness thing, you've seen those people with that genetic thing that they have their whole bodies are covered with hair. They have hair all over their faces, all over their bodies. Right. And they look like your idea of a... But, yeah, that could be a chromosome something out there that just mm -hmm. happens to pop up mm -hmm. in a normal human. And because of their looks, they were driven from normal society. I mean, that's a possibility. It is possible. We don't know. Years ago, uh, maybe these things were known and they were driven into the woods, uh, outcasted because of they were, you know, scared people. I don't know. We don't, yeah. we don't really know. Well, we know that they had a, a, a thing, a war with the Indian tribes. A lot of the Indian tribes have mentioned 
that they had a war with these things. Yeah, I've heard that too. These creatures. Andrea, we will definitely check out the Shawnee Sasquatch on YouTube and hopefully the listeners okay. will too. Mm-hmm. And once again, we appreciate you coming on and sharing your stories and thank you yeah. so much. Yeah, thank oh, you so well, much. thank you for the thank you for the privilege of doing it. And I really want definitely to know that there is a different side to the Sasquatch. Sure. Yeah. And I, I know they're not all like ours. There probably are some ones that are violent and everything, but this is how it could be if we all respected each other. Right. You know, those right. other Sasquatch could it could be something happened. And hopefully someday we all can be the way they are, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, you take care, and we will talk to you soon. Again, right, if you have guys. another incident or episode, be sure to get a hold of us. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm paying attention. Yeah, it's they're still here, but they're not doing what they used to. Well, thank you yeah. for having me. All right, you take care. All right, you too. Again, Brian, another awesome episode for the listeners, and uh, it was very entertaining for us as well. Oh, yeah, you're not kidding. Boy, that was some interesting stuff she was talking about. So. Yeah to uh, go through those kind of things and deal with those things uh, and they're still they still are so um yeah, yeah. you know hopefully they uh, seems like have some more things and they can get back with us too yeah weird mm-hmm. yep but anyway again everyone we appreciate the listens still growing come join our facebook page and group get a hold of us at info at cryptidcreatures.co uh we are on twitter where else we uh get a hold of us at brian um, instagram at cryptid underscore creatures right come follow us there as well um youtube channel yep cryptid creatures and if you had an encounter and you want to come share it with us please get a hold of us we'd love to hear your story and uh, this is a safe Absolutely. place to come and yeah. um we appreciate everybody's no support. judgments here we uh we believe you absolutely bring it to us brian thanks for hanging out with me again man oh yeah man it's a blast every time right on brother can't wait for the next one until next time Yep, yep. See ya.